Welcome to episode 3 of This Week at Bible School. My name is Ashton Phillipshek, and I am currently at the Canacook Institute in Branson, Missouri. And on this week's episode, we're actually going to be throwing it back to September 28th, when I gave my first student speech here at KI. Um, And when we do student speeches, we give it to three of our uh, classmates and someone grades us and our first speech was on a verse that has to do with the gospel which is the good news and that good news is that God sent his only begotten son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins that we could live forever in heaven with him and the verse that I had was Romans 5 8 and 9 and Romans 5 8 and 9 says but God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. And so what I'll talk about in my speech, or what I did talk about in my speech, is that we are all sinners, but God loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to die for us. And we are justified, which means we are saved by his blood. So we're saved by having faith in him and it's not by anything um, that we could ever do and so throwing it back to september 28th which seems like a long time ago almost two months ago which is sad how fast it's going by but i wanted to share the speech and so i hope you enjoy your overview first before i Yes, so my verse is Romans 5, 8 through 9, which says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. So my three points are we are chosen, we were sinners, and we are justified by faith alone. And then the big t- takeaway is just to understand that the gospel is for us, but it's not about us. We're not the main character. Which we should find comforting. So, yes, that's... High school, so go back to your glory days. <laughs> high school. Okay, so now... Yeah. So my name is Ashton Fellowship, and you guys are high schoolers for the next 15 minutes. I'm just going to start with a would-you-rather question, but it's rhetorical, you can just think about it. Would you rather be rich and everyone knows it, or... Be smart, but no one knows it. And so if you're honest, you probably said you'd rather be rich. But really the point of the question was like, would you care that people know versus not know? And so my whole point in saying that is just that a lot of times we miss the point. Um, And that's what Paul is getting at to the Romans. Um, The church is divided um, because they don't understand the gospel. They're missing the point, and so they disagree on how to follow Jesus. So like I said, Paul is writing to the church in Rome, the saints in Rome. Paul, we know in the first verse of the book of Romans, is a bondservant of Christ, an apostle who's set apart for the gospel. Verse 7, we see he's writing to the saints who are the believers in Rome, and he has no relationship with them. He hasn't been to Rome yet, but he's heard about their faith, and he's encouraged, and he wants to visit them. And so his biggest reason writing is to clearly present the gospel so that they know how to follow Jesus. Um, A little bit of history, the Jews had been expelled 
from Rome. They'd been kicked out by the emperor. They had gone five years, so when they return, the church is very non-Jewish in custom. Um, and so that creates division because there's differing beliefs and they don't agree on how to follow Jesus. So Paul wants to clarify that. He also just wants to encourage them in their faith and be encouraged by them. And then he is also hoping to receive a monetary contribution um, on his way to Spain. And so a quick summary of what's happened in the book leading up to these verses. God's explaining the righteousness, or Paul's explaining the righteousness of God, and he's also explaining all of humanity's unrighteousness. So he's talking about the Gentiles first and their sin, and then he goes to the Jews and how really they're probably more guilty because they have the law, and so they don't have any excuse not to be following God. Um, But in saying all that, he just really wants to highlight their need for a Savior and our need for a Savior. Um, And so then he gives evidence that we're saved by faith alone in chapter 4 when he's talking about Abraham. Um, Because Abraham didn't have the law, but he had faith um, he was saved. Um, And then the first part of chapter 5, he's just talking about the results of our justification. And then we get to our verse, which is, Romans 5, 8 through 9, which says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. So I just want to hit my points again before we dive into the text. Number one, we are chosen. Number two, we were sinners. Number three, we are justified by faith alone. It's just, I don't want us to miss the point like the Romans did, and so I just think it's really important that we understand that the gospel is for us, but it's not about us, and if we truly understand that, it'll change um, how we live. I just want to give an illustration before we dive in. High school can be very clicky, and there's probably someone in your class that you don't really get along with too well, um, but time and time again, that person is very kind to you, and so you're probably like, why are they so kind to me in class when I don't deserve that? And that's kind of what we're going to see is happening in verse 8, but to a a much greater extent. So verse 8 starts with, but God. So we see the word but, we know that's in opposition to the previous statement made. So I'm going to read verses 6 and 7, which say, For while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. So we know that Christ will die, is going to die for us. Um, But the but is in opposition to the fact that us as humans are probably not going to die for each other. So in glorious contrast to like what we would do for each other, Christ who was perfect died for us who don't deserve that. So but God, two really good words in the Bible. Um, and it says demonstrates his own love toward us. So demonstrates means to prove or to establish. So it's an action. And the love that Paul's talking about here um, is the word agape, which is like a biblical love, like we cannot grasp it. Um, And so God is performing an act of love. So we see that we were chosen, um, showing an act of love towards us, even more in that while we were yet sinners. So he died for us when we were far away from him. We were choosing to live in wickedness. Um, And the word uh, sinners actually means devoted to sin, especially wicked. So when we wanted nothing to do with God, he pursued us. He chose us um, in our sin. And I want to highlight Ephesians 1.4, which says, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. So even more, he didn't just choose us when we were living in sin, but he chose us before he created um, 
the world. And so when you feel uncertain of God's love for you, just remember that he chose us before we chose him. And then I just want to highlight we were. It says we were yet sinners. Um, that means that our identity used to be as a sinner. It doesn't mean that we won't sin now, but now that's no longer um, our identity. And then verse 8 just ends with saying Christ died for us, which we knew would happen from the previous verses, but it's just bringing home the back with emphasis that Christ died for us. So I'm going to read verse 8 and then uh, summarize it before moving to verse 9. It says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we see that God acts in love while we were acting in wickedness. Um, and in glorious contrast to what we would do for each other, Christ came and died for us. And so point one, we are chosen. And point two, we were sinners. So moving into verse 9, it says, much more than. So what does his death mean for us? Well, it says, having now been justified by his blood. So justified means to be freed, be righteous, to be made as we ought to be. So that's in right relationship with God. And so his death, by his death, we are now justified. And it says, by his blood. Uh, and just the idea that it wasn't something we did, but it's all him. Um, Ephesians 1, 7 says, in him we have redemption through his blood forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace and then galatians 3 24 therefore the law has become our tutor to lead us to christ so that we may be justified by faith um, so it's just important and to be comforting to know that we don't have to do anything to earn his love or our salvation and that we're justified through him alone um, through faith and now we get to stand before god not guilty um, and so we're justified but it says we shall be saved so saved means to rescue from danger um, to deliver from penalties of judgment so we're going to be saved looking at matthew 9 22 um, jesus turns to a girl and says take courage your faith has made you well um, her faith has saved her again just highlighting that it's not anything that we have done and so what are we saved from we're saved from the wrath of god wrath is anger exhibited in punishment with violent passion. So Hebrews 4.3 says, For we who have believed enter that rest, just as he has said, As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. So we know that we deserve wrath, which is a state of turmoil um, and no rest. Just a uh, state of great disturbance, um, which is what we deserve. But thankfully, God doesn't desire for us what we deserve. 1 Thessalonians 5.9 says, For God has not desired us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord, Jesus Christ. And then verse 9 ends with through him. So again, just we see over and over in this verse, but also with cross-referencing, that we are justified by faith alone, and it's not anything that we've done. Um, so that's point number three, just that we're justified by faith. So what should we do with this information? Paul writes in Romans 6 to throw off our old self and walk in the newness of life. Um, that we're, we don't have to be slaves to sin anymore, but to righteousness now, and that we may become sanctified, um, to become more like God, um, and that we can live in freedom from sin, the law, and freedom to be like Christ. And so personally for me, um, this verse has corrected a lot of lies that I believe. First lie, I believe I'm good enough and I deserve a, a relationship with Christ. And then second lie, when I think I'm not good enough, I think I have to do something to earn that. And so we see, one, I'm not good. We're sinners. 
and what I deserve is the wrath of God. Um, but thankfully that I'm saved by faith in him alone through his blood. And so what would this look like practically for you guys? Well, Paul encourages the church to serve each other using their gifts, to encourage each other in their gifts, and forgive each other. Um, So just going back to that example of that person that is always kind to you, but you're not kind to them. One, go apologize to them and um, seek them out. Um, Two, someone sitting alone at lunch, just go pursue after them like the Lord pursues us. Be quick to forgive each other and yourself and encourage and celebrate your friends in their spiritual gifts and in their talents. So I just want to highlight the points one more time. We are chosen. We were sinners. We are justified by faith alone. Um, Just remember that the gospel is for us and God's fighting for us, but it's not about us. Um, He chose us when we were far away from him and we're justified by faith. And if you're not a believer, the biggest takeaway is to come as you are. We see that God pursues us in the midst of our wickedness. Um, And then just to quote Fergie, she says, I hope you know that this has nothing to do with you. So, there we go. Um, And then, just in all seriousness, something that's been big for me is just asking the Lord to show me that the gospel really isn't about me, um, but it is for me, and that that would change the way that I live. So that was my first student speech, and I hope you enjoyed. Um, Just to wrap it up, the gospel is not about us, but it's for us. Our life is not about us, um, and it's about the one who gives us life. Um, Just remember, God loves you more than you know. Hope you have a great night.